Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along. This is our continuing coverage from Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Uh, this weekend we have two major series for you. WeatherTech Sports Car Championship of course. But our focus now is on the IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge for the Chevrolet Grand Prix. It's our Saturday main and we'll have full coverage of that for you later on today. But we haven't set a grid yet. So I suppose we better do that now. Time to go qualifying live on IMSA Radio. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. It's John Hindorf in the Global Broadcast Centre and Shea Adam is down in the pit lane in what is pretty decent uh, pretty decent conditions to go qualifying. We'll start with the TCRs, all 11 of them, in a moment or two, Shea. Maybe the track temperature a little bit toasty for the Michelin tyres, 44 Celsius uh, and 22 in the air. But that you must be happy with that. Very happy with the temperature, especially as it is right now, because I know that it's going to get warmer by the time race time comes around. It be quite toasty, especially for people adorning fire suits, let alone the Michelin tires. But as you mentioned, 11 cars going out to set the grid for the TCR runners and riders. And we have, perchance, a history-making opportunity. Matt Pombo has been on pole for each of the last five Michelin Pilot Challenge races in the TCR category. Today, if he makes it six, then he will hold the record by himself. Right now, he shares it with Tom McGorman, who accomplished the feat in 2019, getting five pole positions in a row. But Matt Pombo, well, he wants it all for himself, and he wants to reward the crew of LA Honda World for rebuilding the red FL5. This car, which had damage at Watkins Glen, resulting in parts needing to be sent in from their friends in Italy. The crew scrambled, working long nights, long days. And for Mario's crew, the best reward so far is just seeing the car on the pit lane even better though would be that pole award absolutely unbelievable for what a run of uh, of form for that team um michael lewis R uh, roy block oh sure we should see it uh, is it a choice of drivers for qualifying here for the imsa pilot challenge it is, and we do have Pombo behind the wheel of the 37. I saw Will Talley's helmet of the number 73, the sister car. For the number 98, that's one of the Brian Herta Autosport cars. That is a white helmet. Now, you would go with Mark Wilkins, the race winner and hometown hero for your qualifying driver. We'll have to wait and see if that is indeed who got behind the wheel. But for the number one, that is Taylor Hagler, who will be doing the qualifying there and another car that I'm keeping a casual eye on this weekend the 17 Unitronic Audi now there's only the one Audi in the field as far as the new 
ones are concerned because the Road Shagger Racing car, which ran at Watkins Glen, is not here. So the other ones are the Gen 1 cars, if you will. This one is the Gen 2. Very quick for Chris Miller and Mikey Taylor. That is Chris behind the wheel for qualifying. He knows how to go well here. The two of them winning this race in 2019, I think it was. So just keep an eye on that car. That could be the spoiler to Matt Pombo's run of poles. Perfect timing, Shea, as you finish the sentence. The green flag flies and the cars start to roll. 15 minutes uh, for the sessions uh, as ever. Uh, welcome along if you're joining us uh, here at the circuit. And thank you to all of our techs, both at Charlotte and at the track, to enable us to talk to what is always a big and knowledgeable crowd. Hello, everybody at CTMP. You're getting far, by far the best of the weather this weekend, although in fairness, uh, around around the grounds, I was going to say, around the circuits that we're covering this weekend, the weather's been fabulous here in the Global Broadcast Centre. We've had a bit of rain uh, on overcast still here in the UK at the moment, but good to have your company and uh, sorry we can't be with you this weekend. Not our choice uh, in that, but... Uh, Delighted that at least we can talk to you from afar. Share in the pit lane and good to have your company on RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels, all free, no subscriptions, no blocks, no breaks, just full on motorsport this weekend with coverage here of IMSA, the two major championships, Michelin Pilot Challenge and the WeatherTech Sports Car Challenge. And I'm delighted to be able to see cars out on the circuit at one of my favourite places in the world. So 13 minutes to go at IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch with us as the first cars begin to start their flying laps on a circuit that has changed little, if anything, from way back in 1961 in terms at least of the way the circuit flows uh, it is just on two and a half miles around just under four kilometers and all you need to know is the fact that we have the Mario Andretti Mario Andretti straight the uh, Moss corner um, and Moss Corner, named not after Sir Sterling, but the fact that he actually pretty much traced the line around there, which I really like, which is great. Uh, lap records in TCR, um, not from this championship, actually. It's from the Canadian um, Touring Car Championship, a 124.494, going back to 2019 uh, on that. Uh So, already down to 12 minutes. So, Shea Adam is down in the pit lane, and everybody's trying pretty hard. Matt Pombo absolutely on the limits, uh, as he went past you last time around. 
engaging the rev limiter for uh, turn one. That was taking a lot of speed. So maybe Matt Pombo channeling a little bit of what Tom Gorman was able to do all those years ago and get the fast lap done early on and then park it and save the Michelins for the race. Fair point. So still drivers getting their Michelin tires up to and up to temperature and pressure. So still haven't got anything near. Oh well, no, actually, you know what? One twenty-four nine. 4.7, Van der Stur Racing, Hyundai Elantra. That is good. And that puts Brian Ortiz at the top. So that is the 37 car of Mark Pombo going across the line with the 123.671 to take the fastest lap at the moment. Just under 10 minutes to go. And qualifying records here, Mr. Shaw, in terms of the Michelin Pilot Challenge are what? Yeah, John, the uh, qualifying, qualifying lap record for uh, TCR was set last year by Mikey Taylor at a 124.992. So we're already well inside that mark with Mo Matt Bombo once again setting away. But now by less than tenth of a second over Chris Miller in the number 17 Audi in the Unitronic yellow, black and white car. He's gone up the second, Honda, Audi, Hyundai, 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 Alpha, Honda, Audi, Audi, Honda. With Victor Gonzalez not having uh, come out of the pit lane, Shay Adam is down there for us as Matt Pombo goes to the top in the new FL5 Honda TCR. That's the number 37 car. Uh, Shea Adam, any sign of the VGRT car on the pit lane? No, they normally share a box with the Conic Minolta Acura, so the Wayne Taylor with Andretti team. That pit is completely empty, so I don't know where the 99 is. Um, let me text Devin and find out. Coming to half distance already, these quick fire at sessions. Always, oh, and I was just about to say, always fast and furious. We have the Rockwell, one of the Rockwell Autosport Audis, and that is the number 15 car of Eric Rockwell. And he stopped right on the entrance to the pit lane at the exit of turn nine. He's, he's literally on the, uh, on the hatch, hash marks at the moment. And actually, I have conflicting information here, whether that's Alex or Eric in the car. Um, 
Uh, Alex should be in the 10 car, shouldn't he? So it is Eric that is in that car, Jeremy, as that yep. car's come to a halt. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Chris Miller, meanwhile, has gone to the top with a 123.256 now in the number 17 Audi. That's precisely two one-thousandths of a second ahead of Matt Pombo. So super tight at the front there to uh, half a second clear of Harry Gottsacker, who leads the Hyundai Elantra train in third position with uh, one of the brand Herder Autosport cars. Just behind him is the... The number 91 car for Van der Stur Racing, that is uh, Brian Ortiz, who is fourth fastest overall. Ah, uh, yes. So we are still green with, uh, what have we got? Eight, six and a half to go. Sorry, my screen just went to zero there for a moment, which rather worried me for a second. But I think we're okay. Yes, 6.22 still to go. This will set the grid for later on today. Qualifying and racing on the same day. It is our Saturday main race. We'll have it for you in sound and vision via IMSA.TV. And, of course, the IMSA Live pages on IMSAradio.com. So, five and a half minutes to go. Chris Miller for Unitronic. Clicks off another lap. Another quick lap. 123.274 against his best of 2.56. He's putting these laps in very consistently over the top of turn three. Dropping down the hill now to Quebec corner. Turn uh, over the top of turn two, rather. Now down to turn three. Quebec corner climbing. Very different under tyres now. I nearly said underfoot now. A lot of resurfacing being done, Jeremy, here in the last few years. That's taken out the the vagaries. There was one or two concrete patches in Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, but part of a huge investment by the relatively recent ownership group. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, they've just done a fantastic job over the last several years here, John. And the car, the track is super fast, uh, as we see right now in this session. Uh, I mean, this this time that been set by Chris Miller, one twenty three point two seven four. That is just over one tenth of a second away from the GS lap record that was set. Uh, uh, well, the, the race lap record that was set last year by Robin Liddell. So that gives you an indication how fast the track is right now and how quickly these guys are going. Already in the third and fourth place cars uh, have decided that's the best they can do. They're into the pit lane, the two Hyundais, number, 90, number 33 and 91. But uh, I think everybody else still, remains out on track, including, of course, Eric Rockwell, who's, uh, I think, still stuck out on the, on the race surface. Um... Oh, they pulled no, that it, car they away. must have got him into the pits, I think. Yes, they did. Okay, they good. got him into the pits. He was right on the hash marks going into the pits. Uh, four minutes to go on the nosy. LA Honda World number 37, second uh, for Matt Pombo. And he's on the back straight, the Mario Andretti straight at the moment. Some 10 challenging corners here for the drivers, the teams, and particularly. The engineers, there is a little bit of everything here. A lot of high-speed corners, high-speed entrances to corners, particularly coming off that back straight uh, into turns 8, 9 and 10. You've got the uphill entry to turn 5 at Moss Corner. 
five and six, if you will. And also the sweep through turn one. Big bump in the middle of there, which Matt Pombo's car seems to negotiate pretty well. 123.5 last time around for him against his 23.2. He's not. He's not losing a lot of time at the moment, but he's not gaining any. Alex Rockwell still moving as well with the number 10 Rockwell automotive machine. And Chris Miller dropped into the pit lane last time around with a 123.256. It's still the time to beat. Well, yeah, that, and that's an improvement. He went faster. Uh, he was only two thousandths quicker than Matt Pombo, but he found another, what, 34 thousandths <laughs> did Chris Miller before bringing that number 17 car onto pit lane. So a brilliant effort there uh, by, by Chris uh, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, looking for his uh, second pole position. Ship. The answer Hello, on the Shay. VGRT Honda, and the reason it's not out, the data logger is giving them issues. They don't know why, and they don't know what's causing it, so they're trying to get it fixed for the race later on. Oh, wow. So we've seen this before um, in other races around the world. Uh, that is an integral part of the of championship racing nowadays, that uh, all of the data has to be logged, and if it isn't, well, you're normally not allowed to go out. Sort at the Bathurst 12 hours with an issue uh, for one of the AMG cars, we, and we've seen it in other places as well. The the man, it was the man filter car from from memory that had that issue. Been a little whoopsie for Taylor Hagler as well. Looked to be around uh, somewhere between turns two and three, but she's moving again now. Had a great run out at the Nurburgring. A couple of races ago, had a long chat with her. She was just absolutely revelling in that, as were the rest of the Hyundai uh, team that were there. So it is at the moment Audi, Honda, Hyundai, 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 Alpha, Audi, Honda, Audi, Honda. Uh, and we won't see the Victor Gonzalez racing team the car there. As she's just mentioned they're trying to get that sorted. I think we're about there or thereabouts now. With 57 seconds completed, Jeremy and Matt Pombo just coming through Moss Corner does not seem to be leaning on that LA Honda World FL5. So I think we're about done. Yeah, I think think so. But uh, he never counts out Matt Pombo. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> with that remarkable streak that he has going in the the four races this year on pole position in two different cars, of course, two in the older FK7 model and two in the new FL7. But you're right, no, he's bringing that car now uh, towards the pit. So I think he's uh, going to have to uh, give best on this occasion to Chris Miller. But it's been a remarkable street by Matt Pombo from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, but I think he's going to have to settle for second on this occasion. Just a note through on Race Control Channel to say that number 15 car as uh, as a penalty for working on the car oh. during qualifying, uh, which is not an issue. Uh, that's the car that Eric Rockwell had a problem with out on the racetrack. They brought it into the pits. He's at the back of the pack in any case, so it really isn't going to make any okay. difference. Might as well you know, try and get it fixed again if they can, find out what that problem is perhaps. Um, but uh, he's going to be starting at the so They'll probably put it behind Victor Gonzalez perhaps in the, uh, in the session as the chequered flag comes out. And everybody is going to see that apart from Will Talley, who got through just in front of Matt Pombo, who hasn't seen the chequered flag, but is still pushing 
will tally in the another one of the FL5s. Now, he's coming up to Moss Corner now, and if he's got any sense, he might just let the 17 of Chris Gore and get a bit of a draft here, actually, um, because uh, this, the uh, 37, excuse me, of Matt Pombo-Gore, because Matt's finished. He's seen the chequered flag. He's sitting in behind his teammate at the moment. I hope he doesn't go through and make another lap because he will get a penalty for that. The chequered flag came out the last time around for Matt Pombo when he's gone through. And let's see if he peels off. Yes, he does. Does Will Talley do the same oh, thing? they both do. They did. Now, Will had another lap there. He hadn't seen the chequered flag. No. And he had gone personal best through the first yes. sector, uh, had uh, Will Talley, but he wasn't quicker through the second okay. sector. So, um, yeah, I think I think the LA Holiday World team uh, tried to pull a bit of a flanker there. That was a great, uh, great try by that team, but it hasn't quite worked out. So uh, Dr. Will is going to settle for uh, for ninth on the grid. But look, it's been a really good season. For, well, for, for, for probably more so for the number 73 car, actually, because they've had uh, some really good results. They're on the podium the first race of the season. They were fourth in uh, round two of the championship at Sebring and were uh, just outside the top five, sixth position last time out uh, a couple of weeks ago at Watkins Glen. So that car currently lying sixth in the points table, less than 100 points off the lead, which is held jointly by Mason Philippi and Mark Wilkins and... Their teammates, Harry Gottsecker and Robert Wickens. So a lot of Canadian interest, of course, in those two cars, Mark Wilkins and Robert Wickens. Share Adam in the sunshine with a very happy Chris Miller who is patting the top of the car and giving the uh, I'm number one, and it really is giving the I'm number one to the photographers who are gathered down at the end of the pit lane and... Just waiting for Chris to take that helmet off. Audi RS3 LMS TCR, the Unitronic JDC Miller Motorsport car, is on pole position for later on today, Shay. First pole for the new car as well. And for Chris Miller, this is very happy hunting grounds. Coming north of the border, you and Mikey have got to win before. Mikey, I'll bring you in on this too, because this is a big moment for you guys. Honda's dominated qualifying this year. Well, now it's the reign of the Audi. What's it like, Chris, to know that you're starting first later? Yeah, we've started second, I think, three out of the four races. So it's been frustrating, but we know we have a fast car. And just happy to do it up at, here in Unitronics home. We have a lot of guests and uh, people here. And so it has always been good to both of us and just thrilled. The team gave us a great car and super excited for the race. Do you think it was the magic of having the Canadian flag mirrors that just gave you the little extra 10? I, I think it's going to be hard to change them for Road America now. We'll see. So, no, but all good. We're so happy and uh, just hoping to have a good, clean race. Mikey, how proud are you of this guy for putting it on? Super proud. I mean, that was an amazing lap. You know, we've been looking at the data, working together, and Chris done a great job all year. It just hasn't fallen in, in the right way for us, but just what a lap there. And, yeah, for all the people that are here with us and Unitronic and AM Tuning, it's just great to be here. Congrats to you guys and Unitronic. No better place to get it done. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Shea Adam down in the pit lane with our Paul Sitter. And that's nice. That's the new version of the Audi RS3 LMS TCR. The uh, reports of the demise of Audi Sport Customer Racing uh, somewhat battered back by Chris Ranke, the uh, head of Audi Sport Customer Racing uh, in Germany, at least. 
in a recent interview with dailysportscar.com uh, and uh, with Sportscar365, excuse me, and uh, uh, John and the rest of the team. And uh, Chris saying that there are customers for their cars in WEC and across the world. And Jeremy, that's that's a good pull position. All right, it's 0.36 of a second, 0.036 of a second on the new Honda. So two of the newer cars, as the green flag flies, are getting first and second in the TCR ranks. Yeah, certainly, and uh, that's certainly good news. And uh, for the number 17 team, hopefully this bodes well for them because Chris qualified uh, fourth uh, at... Uh World Tech Race with Laguna Seca, finished fourth there. Last time out, he qualified second at Watkins Glen, uh, finished second there. This time he's qualified first, so can he translate that into the same uh, position at the end of, uh, the, of, the, of the race, which is, what, later on this afternoon, isn't it? Okay, not much time between uh, qualifying and a race for these guys, but, uh, yeah, that's a, a, an excellent effort by, by Chris Miller and, and rightly delighted with what he was able to achieve. That's a good point, Jeremy. Any problems here? I mean, it is, it is the, the absolutely typical risk versus reward in terms of what you do now and where you are for the two-hour race for the Chevrolet Grand Prix this afternoon because you put the car on the wall here and there's some very unforgiving parts of Canadian Tire Motorsport Park then you have really put yourself up against it. Surely it would be better to start a, a row or two or three or four further back than per, perchance not to get to the start at all. Well, that's exactly right. And uh, just kind of looking ahead, up, but, you know, next up on the, uh, on, the, on the schedule today is the first VP Challenge Series race of the weekend. And there's a couple of cars who will be racing in a pilot chance this afternoon. Bob McKaylee and B1 and number 59, Core Ford. Also, uh, Gregory Leofuge and the Stephen Cameron racing BMW Column 43. Leofuge actually qualified on pole for today's VP race, but will not start because he wants to make sure the car is fine wow. for this afternoon Michelin pilot chance race. But he is planning, assuming everything goes well this afternoon, to race in tomorrow's VP race, which I think he will also uh, start on pole position because I spoke to Steve Cameron just a little while ago. He said uh, that was a plan all along. He, he did do two laps in qualifying for the B VP session yesterday because it's the fastest overall lap that sets the grid for today's race. It's the second fastest lap in qualifying that sets the grid for tomorrow's race. So planning ahead is Stephen Cameron racing. That's number 43 car. So that's exactly the same car. So we're talking here about not just the same make and model of cars. We are talking about exactly the same chassis in turning out uh, effectively three times in three separate races in two championships this weekend. Correct. Wow, OK. And, well, I, I knew IMSA were uh, looking to give people value. <laughs> That's absolutely stunning. But it does, as you say, rightly, it does... Uh, it does give a, a give pause for thought, perhaps, for some of the teams about where... Um, where their... Uh, priorities lie and I suspect that people who are well placed in a championship um, might look at it differently uh, to the, the guys who are a little bit further down in the midfield that's the only thing I can think of uh, through turn one now a new car to the championship and that's uh, we've got another very pretty very uh, very distinctive livery just going up to turn three at the moment this is the, the number 50 it's another one of the 
uh, Toyota uh, uh, Supra, the GR Supras, this weekend, Jeremy. That's right. Um, Hattori is there a Motorsports. Oh, Hattori Motorsports. Yes, absolutely right. Uh, and uh, Shigiaki Hattori, Shaky as he's known, uh, was a uh, pretty useful driver in his own right. He's been run running the, uh, I think, primarily the... the uh, Crossman Truck Series in NASCAR for the last several years, but also has dabbled in sports car racing in GT4. This is his first, that team's first race, however, in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. And two really accomplished drivers there in, in uh, Parker Thompson from Alberta, Canada, but uh, loves any opportunity to race in his home country. And Billy Johnson, who uh, remains the, uh, the most successful uh, driver in the Michelin Pilot Challenge Series uh, with... Uh, 24 wins and 50 podium finishes. Wow. Uh, and that car in the dark blue colours, Parker Thompson, who has been around uh, IMSA series for quite some time. Really interesting to see him jumping into this. Oh, and a problem for the Rebel Rock Racing Camaro at the final corner in close competition in this qualifying session with 10 minutes to go with one of the Porsches there. And it does look to me, I'm afraid, as though the 71 car has come to a halt for Frank Depew. And it was Eric Fulgaris in the RS1 Porsche. Oh, no. We've got the Urban Grid car moving again. But the black and green car, Eric Fulgaris, has got a left rear puncture. Uh, on the on the Cayman, Fulgaras diving down the inside, side-by-side -side contact, and the Camaro getting up onto the two left-hand side Michelins before making contact with the tyre barrier underneath where our commentary box used to be in the days when we uh, had the... Uh, semi-permanent building there that would have been right under our noses the Porsche Naples machine has not got to the end of the lap and neither has the urban grid rebel rock racing car so they have both come to a halt this will be a red flag I'm afraid the nine minutes to go we have not had enough green flag to make this a full session hopefully both of those will flat tour the Camaro is in the pit lane exit, and I think Eric Frilgaras, Jeremy, was down at the bottom of the hill, uh, round about the bottom of turn two, Clayton Corner. Indeed so, and unfortunately there, Frank uh, Depew really, well, he, he obviously never saw Parker Thompson down the inside there, clearly alongside... That was uh, Excuse me. Eric Frilgaras in yes, the... Uh, yes, indeed, indeed he was. In the RS1 yeah, is fastest in this session. Uh, yes, it was Figueres diving to the inside and Frank Depew turned down, and which is a real shame. Uh, that that uh, that uh, Rebel Rock Camaro, by the way, uh, Frank Depew is also doing double duty, but in a different car in the uh, VP series for uh, the Rebel Rock uh, Chevrolet Camaro team. But that car was fastest in uh, in practice yesterday. Uh, Robin Liddell turned a best lap of 122.1, which is still a couple of tenths quicker than Parker Thompson has managed to go fastest in this session. Uh, but um, it looks like that car might have some damage as well. But certainly the number 28 car is out of this session. 
And, and talking about, about time, John, yeah, we haven't reached the 10 minutes, but as we saw at Watkins Glen, Correct. There, doesn't, there isn't a minimum anymore yes. in the pilot challenge because most of the teams, well, half the teams, didn't do any laps at all at Watkins Glen, and they still set the grid according to practice times, yeah. qualifying times. Well remembered, Jeremy. Thank you. I'd realised that. Um, yeah. Uh, and we have we have got a red flag. However, the uh, clock continues to run at this point. And so it could be, well, it'll all be down to, to our safety crews as to how quickly they can clear uh, this up and as to whether... We can uh, make this uh, make this session go back to green or get this session back to green. I think Frank de Pew's car will flat toe and they should be able to get that back into the pit lane. It's just beyond the pit lane. There'll be a cutout somewhere. For Guerras's car, I'm not sure. There is a cutout down at the bottom of turn two, at the bottom of the hill on driver's right. Uh, and they are going to try and give that a toe. He wouldn't have had somewhere to pull off there in the old days. That was all grass. Well, yeah, true. I remember when all this round bumpy here was grass. fields. Yes, exactly, Jeremy. Very bumpy grass indeed. Ask, yeah. ask Ollie Gavard. It wasn't fields, it was trees. Mm. <laughs> Barriers and trees, yeah. The, I mean, the, the, runoff, the, the, the runoff in turn two, I, I didn't come here in those days, but uh, there, wasn't, there wasn't an awful lot. No. Uh, and it was a, a, a really, I mean, it's already a scary track. It used to be a really, 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 really scary track. What I like about what's happened here down through the years, first of all, with the Pernos organisation uh, and more recently with the, the new ownership group is they've not touched the layout of the circuits at all. There's still the cart multiplex here as well. There's the little oval uh, just up the road as well, part of the, the same area. So the actual circuit, has, I don't think has changed one iota in terms of its length and its layout since 1961. There's been a few places where, for very sensible reasons, think of the old walkover bridge down towards Turn 4, where the the buttresses for the, the bridge were pushed back a little bit. And there's one or two other places, like at the bottom of Turn 2, where the runoff has been extended, where it can be, and lots of tyres put down there uh, as well. Um, but effectively, Jeremy, the line of the track has not changed at all. And, and therefore, the character of the racing surface uh, in terms of where you turn in and what you have to do to be quick here has changed very little, if at all. True. And even that, that runoff there at the bottom of the hill in turn two, yes, you can run over that. But uh, thankfully, we don't seem to have track limits calls uh, here like we do at various other tracks. And mm. one of the reasons for that is you need to get the car back over to the left hand side of the road in order to take the, the ensuing uh, right hander at turn three. So by running super wide, the extra two really isn't going to gain you much in terms of lap time. So I'm thankful extremely for that because on several other racetracks where they've added asphalt to try and make things uh, less dangerous, you know, in, in, uh, in name of safety, uh, they've also created this monster that is the, the track limits penalties that have been uh, perv all pervasive now in, the, in our sport in general. Just under four minutes to go. The clock continues to count. The no, RS1 
Oh, yeah, the RS1 Porsche is, is pretty much out of the way. We just need to get the safety vehicle. It's taking a little bit longer for the urban grid car. I think that might have some suspension damage on the Camaro. Last visit here for the Camaro in its current form, at least. It's uh, not going to be back in GT4 next year is what we're here from Rebel Rock. They're looking at other opportunities. That car going on to the back of a rollback at the moment on pit out. The good news is that once that's done, they'll be able to pull that out of the way fairly quickly. And already the RS1 Porsche is out of harm's way. And the AMR safety truck, the Chevrolet safety truck, is almost behind the wall as well. We're on to three minutes to go, however. And with a lap at 140... This is going to be very tight as to whether anybody can get out, get around and start a new lap. And the clock is... No, I was about to say the clock has stopped, but no, it hasn't. It has on one of my uh, scoring systems here. Um, oh, I've got a couple, cu couple yes. going, so not quite sure about that. We, well, we shall find out shortly whether we go back to green or not. Unfortunately, as you say, uh, the, the Chevrolet Camaro has needed to be pulled onto a flatbed, so... It's going to be another minute of super just, before they can get car out of the way. Just a point of order, Mr. Chair, um, <laughs> is that um, both the 71 Camaro and the 28 Porsche uh, will be debited their two fastest laps for causing the red flag, um, much as a number of other series. I noticed that uh, I was just reading through the um, some of the Formula One news this week and they're debating whether that might happen. It happens in... FIA WEC, they're at Monza this weekend and uh, already happens in some of the other FIA series. IndyCar's the same, IMSA the same. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think that that isn't a bad rule, to be honest. It, it just takes away the, the spectre of somebody doing something silly to try and benefit from it. Uh, it's right rear damage, by the way, to the 71 Camaro as one might have expected with left-hand uh, side, uh, mostly uh, mostly left rear damage to the, the Porsche. I, I, I don't think that's a bad rule, Jeremy, to be honest. Sometimes you can feel a little bit hard done by, by that, but what it does take away is any conspiracy theories for somebody parking the car as the chequered flag has now come out uh, on the start-finish line. It does take away the spectre of, uh, of, of conspiracy for people parking the car to try and gain advantage. Yeah, I think Ferrari, amongst others. And, and look, I, I think it's absolutely the right rule. If you cause a red flag, for whatever reason, uh, laps taken away. If it's nefarious or, or not, doesn't matter. The, the lap time goes away. And as you say, I think most series now have adopted that rule. And to me, it makes perfect sense. Efren Castro actually got away with it at Monza in qualifying. He spun across the Ascari chicane and put a whole load of gravel out. He, he continued, and because he continued... Um, the red flag wasn't for him, but it was for the gravel. And although he caused the gravel, uh, he actually was spared losing his, uh, his laps. I know he'll all be listening in. And uh, he did a pretty good job, Efren Castro, who we normally see here in the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America, in a bright red AO Porsche at Monza. Very clever. I like the way they'd uh, coloured it bright red. Um, and then they can mix in with all the Ferraris and get local support. I thought that was very clever <laughs> from them. It's a blue, red and white car that it will be on pole position later on today for the 120-minute, the two-hour race. 
out of the car. Parker Thompson will be absolutely buzzing. The distinctive chrome red and white helmet for the Canadian on home ground. And Shea Adam is there as he gets himself ready to face the press and take the plaudits for pole position. Shea? Well, it's very appropriate that the Calgary Stampede just got started because Parker Thompson, clearly the best cowboy in the field today so far. Parker, how good does it feel, your first pole position in this series, coming fresh off the back of a, a uh, win at the Salem Six at the Glen? Feels pretty good. This uh, Toyota product is awesome. It's glad to get the uh, Super what it deserved. This GR Super is fantastic. It's going to be a tough race today, but uh, proud that we could get Hattori their first pole in the series. Uh, my teammate Billy Johnson and I did a, a really good job along with the team getting it set up. Obviously, we didn't uh, have any testing, so it was show up here and uh, use my track knowledge, use his knowledge of uh, the most winningest driver in GS and put together what we could do. Uh, it's my first time in a boot cut suit. It's fitting for uh, HRE and their uh, Hattori Motorsport. Obviously, they're based in trucks, so this is uh, my first time with the, uh, the American fit. Feels good. Oh, it looks pretty good, too. And got to ask, you know, you're a Canadian, but you're from the opposite side of the country. Does this still feel like a little bit of a home win? This is totally a home win. I mean, the fans here at Motorsport, now Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, um, have always been so welcoming to me. This is basically where I, I grew up racing cars. Obviously, I raced carts on the, the West Coast, but when I started racing cars, some of my defining moments as a, a race car driver, those formidable moments were all made here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. So every great Canadian uh, race car driver has done well here, and uh, I'm glad I can keep carrying on that legacy. So thank you all to the fans at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Way to add your name to that list. Uh, the first opportunity you get the chance. Good luck in the race later today. Thank you very much. Well, that was a cracking job, Jeremy, from a driver who doesn't know the car, knows the circuit for sure. Just underlining what we've known for a little while about Parker Thompson. When he gets his head in the game, he's as good as anybody and better than most. Absolutely right. Uh, fabulous job in and out of the car there for Parker. He's a star, isn't he? He won last year's Porsche Carrera Cup North America. He's also, by the way, he's been driving the GT4 car in the SRO series in, in North America, so he does have time in these cars, just not in IMSA configuration. But uh, what a, a, a welcoming for him to this championship. Uh, Billy Johnson talked about him already. He's got uh, more wins than anybody else, more, more uh, uh, top three finishes than anybody else. Not quite as many starts as a couple, but he's got 138 starts in this series as Billy Johnson prior to this weekend. This is Parker Thompson's first. Thanks to Jeremy and Shay. Good to have your company. It is Hattori Motorsports Toyota on pole position from Aston Martin Mercedes and Aston Martin on TCR pole Unitronics Audi from LA Honda World Civic. We'll have the whole race live for you in sound and vision if you're outside the US later on this afternoon. For the moment, from Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, goodbye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.